We are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Perek Chaf Hey, Pasuk Chaf Beis, Ba'om Hanishar Be'eretz Yehuda. Um, if I may point out, we are, of course are on the last Perek in Malachim Beis, thus completing Nevi'im Rishonim. Uh, <clears throat> for those interested in statistics, we began our shiurim on April 27, 2021. It is 289 shiurim later. We are concluding after Yehoshua, Shokim, Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Beis, Malachim Aleph, Malachim Beis, and I would be totally guilty of gross negligence if I didn't uh, acknowledge both the support and the encouragement uh, of Congregation Gevura, uh, of our dear friend Dobear Ziskin, and of the entire Carfunkel family for, <clears throat> as I say, their support and encouragement. When we started, I didn't dream that it would evolve into our own WhatsApp app, our own um, podcast that has literally hundreds of listeners each day. And as I say, I am very, very grateful. Uh, so let's begin. We are on Chaf Beis, Pasuk Chaf Beis, and it's a fascinating and tragic incident. And I would point out in advance, um, you cannot do this, you cannot understand it without integrating Yirmiyahu into the Sefer Yirmiyahu. As we've said, Yirmiyahu is contemporaneous with this, and as we're going to see, plays a very active role uh, in this entire incident of Gedalia ben Achikam. So we saw in Peret Hay so far that we've had three, which is unusual, three Tanesim fast days. The day that Nebuchadnezzar arrived to begin the siege of Yerushalayim, we fast Asara Bateves. The day that they breached the wall, we celebrated Shavasa Bratamos. The actual burning of the Beis HaMikdash is Tishaba. Now there will be a fast on the second day of um, the day after Rosh Hashanah, and it is called Som Gedalia, and it is a very tragic story as we will see. <clears throat> so beginning with Perak Pasuk, rather, Chav Beis, V'ha'am ha'nishar be'eretz Yehuda, asher hishir nebuchadnezzar melech Bavel. We know that there was some, there was a remnant left. Uh, it's referred to as the Dalai Ha'am, which, for want of a better word, the... the um, lower elements of the nation, certain craftsmen though, but everyone else had gone. The Dalai Ha'am are they left there. The deplorables of Israel? <laughs> I, I didn't want to use the word schleppers, but yeah, something like that. But And for some strange reason, the Bukhadnezzar is a very good reason, tactic, decides to appoint for them what you would call a, a military governor, a procurator, who will be a direct liaison between this remaining community. It's not big. It's a vestige of the nation, a community that would report to him directly, that would self-administer, 
that had the total legalization from Bavel. And he appoints a man named Gedalia ben Achitam, who the Medrash tells us is a very good man. He is a Yerushamayim, he is a, a very devout person, and we're going to see a very good person. And everyone, the soldiers that are left, the nation hears, remember, there are scattered remnants that fled to places on the borders like Ammon and Edom and Moab that hear about this. They come to Gedaliah at Mitzvah. Mitzvah is where he sets his um, administrative center. And the Yishmael ben Netanya, mark that name, Yishmael ben Netanya, and Yochanan ben Koreach, Ushirya ben Tanchumes, Hanotafi, Vaznehu ben Hamachati, Hamavan Shem, they come with all their men. So it evolves into a larger than contemplated group, but it's still the vestige of what is left. Um, and now here we've got to incorporate Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu, for some amazing reason, is chosen by Nebuchadnezzar to be the spiritual guide of this remnant. He is to administer to their spiritual needs. He's to be their navi. Uh, which he undertakes. So now Gedaliah states his, his foreign policy, as it were, and it's a very logical policy. It's one that Yirmiyahu crafts and certainly adheres to. But Yishavalahem Gedaliah Ulan Shehem, he swears to them, Yomer Lahem, Al Tiro Me'avde Hakastim. Plank one. There are Kazdin. Kazdin, we have said, are synonymous with Babylonians that are living among you. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar populated the place. He says, do not fear the Kazdin. Shvubo Eretz, don't flee anywhere. Stay here. And ve'ibdu esmelech bavel v'yitavlochem. Be obedient to Nebuchadnezzar. No rebellions, no insurrections. Be obedient to Yitavlochem. It will be good. Plant your vineyards, sow your fields. Just go along, you'll get along. Don't make any waves. So now there are, of course, people that object to this. It's too pacifistic. Now, Yishmael ben Netanya is another interesting character. He is perhaps of noble birth, as we're going to see, but he's also, some say, an apostate Jew, or certainly a lapsed Jew. He is under contract to the king of Ammon, who of course hates Bavel and also hates B'nai Yisrael, and he is under contract to do nothing less than assassinate Gedaliah ben Achikam. He is jealous of Gedaliah himself. He needs no personal motivation. The Mephoshim say he thought, why shouldn't he be the leader of the exile group? Uh, and what's more, he disagrees with the overall policy. So, Bayushma ben Netanya ben Elishama Mizerah we said he is from the nobility. Basara Anashim Ito, he comes with a retinue of 10 men. And before that, we must point out that the second person mentioned, Yochanan ben Koreach, and we only know this through Yirmiyahu. 
comes to comes to um, Gedalia and says, "There is a contract out on your life. This person, Yishmael ben Netanya, is assigned to kill you. Let me kill him first. Let me intercept him, kill him. No one will know." According to the Mepharshim, Gedalia says, no, there's no evidence of this. This is Lashon Hara, that uh, I am not going to act on it, do nothing. And he is condemned for this, Gedalia. The Gemara in um, Masechta Tanis says, yes, it's very noble. You don't listen to Lashon Hara, you don't dismiss it. But if your life is affected by it, if the rumor is that they're going to kill you, you are being totally deficient. You are you're being over saving your own life, and he is condemned for this. And we're going to see, in a way, is punished for it. So now comes Yishmael ben Tanya. What's more, Gedalia ben Achikam makes a banquet for this delegation at this party. Uh, he's got ten men. As he assassinates him, the Jews that are in his party, even the, the Chaldeans, that are in his retinue in Mitzvah. He assassinates them. Moreover, and now he does, as Yuriyo will tell us, he assassinates others. He takes the rest of them as prisoners with the intent of killing them in Amon. He is intercepted there by this very same Yehonosan uh, who saves them and brings them back. And now this is a terrible tragedy. It is a tragedy because, and by the way, it's only two months after the destruction of the base of Mikdash. It is a tragedy because this was the beginning. Who knows what could come out of this? A self-governing remnant of exile that never leaves Israel, that keeps the continuity. Um, the possibilities are endless. The fact that a Jew killing another Jew is an assassination is a terrible busha to B'nai Israel, and they are terrified, and very legitimately so, of reprisals from the Bukhadnezzar. By Yakumu Kola Ami Katan Agado, from Baj to Big, Besori Hachayalin, by Yavo Mitzrayim. They flee to Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is in relative peace. Kiyaru Mitnei Hakasim. They are terrified from the Kasim. And to get what happens here, we must go directly to Yirmiyahu because uh, it makes fascinating there's certain parts. You just have to read verbatim to get even the, the poetry of it. Um, so, Yirmiyahu is asked by the people, give us your advice. Tell us what, in fact, we should do, how we solve this problem. He says, give me 10 days. He takes 10 days, and he comes back to B'nai Yisrael. And he says, all right, I'm going to tell you what to do. You've asked me, and you must, in fact, do it. Says Yirmiyahu, you asked me, what should we do about Egypt? 
there at least will be safe. You say there'll be no war. We will not hear the cries of battle. There will be bread. We will eat there. There will be no famine. Now says Hashem. You're going to listen, O remnant of Judah, to the words of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Call Amar Hashem Svaot Elokei Yisrael. Thus says the Kaddish Baruch Hu: Imatem Shom Tasimim Penechem Lavom Mitzrayim Uvasim Lagusham. If you decide to go to Egypt to dwell there, V'Hoisah Hacherev Asher Atem Yorimi Mena Shom Tasig Eschem Beretz Mitzrayim. The sword that you're so fearful will overtake you there in Egypt. The horror of the famine, Asher Atem Gimme Menu, you're so worried about Sham Yidbach Acharehem Mitzrayim, it will cling to you in Mitzrayim, Bisham Tomusu, you will die in Egypt. Nothing unequivocal here. By you call on Hashim when they hear it, they wrote Mitzrayim, they, they argue, no, we're, we're here to escape, you're just saying us to, for political reasons to keep us there. Continues Yirmiyo, Ko Omar Hashem Svaotel. Okay, Israel, just as I angered or showed my anger to you, Shalayim, you go to Egypt, I will show you the same anger. You will be abandoned, and destroyed, and curses, humiliation. You will not see this place, Jerusalem, again. And so the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, the remnant, Al Tavo Mitzrayim. Do not go. If you go, your lives will be lost and forfeited. And really, you know, doesn't it seem a little unfair to the, the these last remnants of Israel who were in such a bad situation? You know, they're like a rock between a rock and a hard place. Get killed here or get killed there. Yes, but they've got to have a certain moon. This is the prophet. They came to ask the Navi what they should do. He is the Navi. Yeah. And he says, do not, whatever you do, do not go to Egypt. And they tell him in advance, we will listen to whatever you say. They then renege on that. And yeah, they are in fact going to be killed. All right, so if it, it couldn't, and so we have a fast day, the day after Rosh Hashanah for Gedalia. It is a terrible, tragic incident because you don't know the potential this could have. Nebuchadnezzar was giving them self-government two months after the destruction. What a sign of hope it could be and what the enormous potential is. And now they've got a fear for their lives from Nebuchadnezzar. By the way, the Jews of Egypt, Nebuchadnezzar in a very short time conquers Egypt and yes, they all die as prophesied. Now, back to Bavel, where at least hopefully we're going to end on a high note or a note of hope. In the 37th year of his Golos, remember Yoyachin is languishing in jail in Bavel. Melech Yehuda b'shnei Nosa Evil Merodach. Nebuchadnezzar dies. 
His son, Evil Merodach, succeeds him. Melech Bovel Bishnas Moho, as Rosh Yehoyachin Melech Yehuda Mibes Kela. His first act is to take Yehoyachin out of his imprisonment. Mephoshim also tells us, remember, all Yehoyachin's sons were killed. Somehow, they get his wife in jail. He has done tremendous tshuva, and he fathers a child with his wife, who will become Zerubavel, who will become the leader of the Golos when they come back from Bavel 70 years later. And now, Totovos, he speaks to him, Tovos. What are Tovos? Rashi explains it in two words, Divrinichumim. He gives him consolation. He gives for his terrible ordeal. Uh, and this is a key phrase. He elevates Yehoyachin, his throne. Obviously, there were other kings in Babel, maybe imprisoned or otherwise. He raises his chair above all the others. Who's with in Babel? Incidentally, the Mephorshim say he releases Sikiyahu blind, imprisoned, etc. after all these years, but Sikiyo, it's too late to actually enjoy it. And Farshim says he dies a day or two later. But he's showing a tremendous spirit of reconciliation. And the phrase, that is for the future, that again, the throne of Israel will be raised above the throne of all. It's a tremendous... Um, lesson of hope to be taken away for them. And now Vishinas Bidekilo, he takes Yehoyachin's prisoner guard off him, gives him the clothes of royalty, the Ochal Lechem Tamid Lefanov Kolyeme Chayav. And Yehoyachin eats at the table of the king and is sustained by the king the rest of his days. We're not sure whose days. Is it Yehoyachin or is it Evil Morodach? It's probably um, more likely, Evil Moradach, the Haruchachto Aruchas Tamir. He hosts him constantly. He sees the king, he is sustained by the king day by day, all his life. And so we see that right after there is the beginning of hope. And what we take away from this is the message of hope. And it is so marvelously appropriate that in Mirza Hashem, the next Sefer Novi we are going to learn is Yeshayahu. And the Gemara in Baba Basra says, Sefer Yeshayahu Nechamahu. It is all consolation. And so the bracha is, is we have been together for the destruction. Now let us be together for the consolation that will come and the ultimate Redemption, 8.45 a.m. at a date to be announced. I'd come.